How should Christians respond in times of war and calamity? Like, how do we even begin to wrap our minds around the fact that right now there is a war between Russia and Ukraine? In today's video, I'm going to give you three steps that you can take to respond appropriately to what is happening in our world. Well, welcome to the channel. If you're new here, my name is Joe and I teach you how to faithfully follow Jesus. In today's video, we're going to be looking at the conflict that's going on with Russia and Ukraine, and we are going to approach it from a biblical lens. The first scripture we're going to look at is Matthew 24, 3 through 14. This paragraph says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars, and see that you are not alarmed. For this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All of these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nation for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another, and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased and the love of many will grow cold, but to the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. Jesus told us these things are going to take place before he returns. Now, I already know that there's other YouTubers and people out there that are saying, this is going to happen before Jesus comes back, and this is when Jesus is going to come back. You can go right back to Scripture and say, no, you don't know. No one knows the day or the hour. Only the Father knows when he is going to return. Only Jesus knows. Jesus said here in these verses, do not be alarmed when these things happen. Why? Because the disciples were talking to the Prince of Peace. Like Rome was one of the biggest conquering nations in the world at that time. And he said, don't be alarmed when these nations are waging war. When these kingdoms are fighting other kingdoms, Jesus said, you're going to hear war and rumors of war. Kingdom will rise against kingdom and nation against nation. But Jesus said, this is all a part of the bigger picture of my return. The world is showing her birth pains. The world is begging for its creator to come back. And so what you're seeing in Ukraine and Russia right now, 
is part of those birth pains that they are yearning for the Son of Man to return and come back to finally put an end to war, to finally put an end to striving, to finally put an end to this ceaseless contention. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He is the King of the universe. No one will take him off his throne. No one will remove Jesus from the throne of God. And he is the king above all kings. What should our response be as believers to this crisis? It's going to be pray, prepare, and position. The book of James chapter 5 verses 13 through 18, we read this. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. And this is what I wanted to highlight right here, is the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain. And for three years and six months, it did not rain on the earth. And then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain, and the earth bore its fruit. James tells us, as believers, our response to any and all situations should be to pray. Pray if you are sick. Pray if you are in need. Pray if you are in sin. Pray if you need forgiveness. All of these things, all of these different life situations, James says, pray. Our first response should be to come before the throne of God, to lay our lives down at the feet of Jesus and to say, I need you. The first step and ending a war that we are in right now is to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God and to say, we need you. Just like what Jesus said in Matthew 24, lawlessness will increase, the love of many will go grow cold. I'm even seeing on social media people saying, oh, we shouldn't worry about that. We should be worried about what's happening in our country, referencing the U.S. And it's so disheartening. Why? Because was I thinking about Ukraine and Russia like a week ago? Not as much as I, as I am now. I have friends and I know people in Russian churches and I know they're praying for Ukraine. But how sad would it be to let my heart grow cold towards an issue where people fall victim to war and senselessly are being killed for political means. Now, I'm not here to be a news outlet. I'm not here to talk about every single thing that is happening with that conflict. But I am here to say this, that as believers, our primary responsibility is to pray just like Elijah who had a nature just like ours. We pray and God moves. We pray and things happen. We partner with him. We co-labor with him. And we ask for his will to be done. We pray for ungodly and unwise and un-
submitted leaders to the kingship of Jesus to be removed from power. That God would bring his justice, that God would restore that land. We pray for the people of Ukraine even now. The second point is prepare. Some practicals, just a few tips. Get some food and water. I know some people are going to the bank and taking money out. If you feel led to do it, do it. But get enough food and water for your family, a gallon per person per day, at least for what's to come. We don't know what's to come in the coming weeks. We don't know what's to come in the coming years. But what I know is that the U.S. and other nations aren't going to sit back for long. And we don't know what that's going to look like for us. So pray, prepare, and finally position. Position yourself under the mighty hand of God. Humble yourself before God. Don't get too haughty. Don't get too prideful. Don't stand in this place and say, well, you know, I don't really care. Or on the other side of it, it doesn't really matter. Don't get apathetic. Don't get complacent. Let the Spirit move in you with compassion towards these issues. There's very few things and hills that I care about. And war is one of those. Because I truly believe that the time we're living in right now, a lot of people are going to say this is the end and Jesus is coming back tomorrow. My heart and why I'm doing this video today for you is that I'm not here to tell you Jesus is coming back in 10 minutes, 5 minutes, 10 years. My heart is to tell you, as a believer, you have a position to take. And that's to humble yourself before God. That is to give yourself over to the Lord and to plead, intercede on behalf of this nation that is war-torn and is, is going through turmoil. Children being traumatized, families being traumatized. There's reports of even 14-year-olds being given over weapons to fight for their country and to defend Ukraine. I can't even begin to fathom what that is like. And I know that you're here because you care. You care about the issue to some extent. If there's nothing else you can do, you can pray, you can prepare, and you can position yourself as a believer to love the people on both sides. Jesus also said in the Beatitudes to pray for those who persecute you, to bless those who would want to do evil, those who desire to harm you. Guys, let's not forget that while we're standing with Ukraine, while we're standing against the evils of Russia and the war, that we pray for our enemies, that we love them even in the face of death, that our position and our posture is to plead for God's will and His justice to be done in this situation. And we pray for protection over these innocent lives caught in the middle of the war. But let us not forget to love our enemies and to show the profound life of the Spirit in our hearts towards both sides of this war. Psalm 34, 17 says, When the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all 
their troubles. Proverbs 15, 29 says, The Lord is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. God hears our prayers. God hears your prayer for the people of Ukraine. God hears your prayers for the people of Russia to wake up from this evil that they're engaged in. God has his ear towards his righteous, and he will not forsake his people in that country right now. Lord, I just pray for this conflict, this war, this tension that's going on in our world right now. I pray for your peace that surpasses all understanding to come into this person's room right now, that they would be convicted to pray, to intercede, to prepare, to position their hearts before you, to humble themselves, to give themselves over to you fully. We are not promised tomorrow. Death is imminent. All of us will stand before you one day, and we pray that our lives would be marked by prayer, that we would be a people that loves even our enemies unto death. We pray for your spirit to come into these really difficult situations. And I pray for the churches in Ukraine right now, for pastors to rise up, for leaders to rise up, and to equip the body to be the hands and feet of Jesus in this really difficult time. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, for being near, even in the midst of chaos. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you.